Yes, 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 yes. Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol and Billy. Hey, it's Billy with the Cross Yas Podcast. The podcast that says Yas across dressing, sexuality, and gender. Uh, today's special guest is Sarah Kay, all the way from across the pond. Uh, it's a big pond, apparently. Um, it takes a while to get over there. It's only a wee pond. Right? You know. Yeah. Just a that's, wee that's one. That's the okay. pond. Yeah. The Atlantic Does it Ocean. smell? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I don't think you really need much introduction because you've you've been on the podcast several times. Uh, you've had your own thing, which I know you have a lot of stuff that you wanted to talk about that we didn't talk about. Well, thank um, you, and then you also interviewed me one time when it was midnight for me or 2, yeah. 3 a.m. Um, but today you, you requested this this thing. Yeah. So let's, let's, um, let's dive into it. Yeah, so I mean, I think um, after the, the first one, there was a few people on the on the Discord server, Crosshats Confidential Discord server, come and join us, um, who, who were like, we didn't really learn anything, though. Um, okay, they, we, we had the, the four blocks, and, and we, we discussed other things, but um, mm-hmm. so I thought, you know, let's let's actually do, do one where we, we talk a bit more about me, I guess rather than than blocks and, and things like that. So so yeah. Um, here I am, ready for whatever questions okay. if anybody okay. asked, uh, sent any to you and and just to try and you know let people know where Oh where no I am people and... don't ask me questions. People don't <laughs> ask me questions. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's tough. Well let's let's go back. Okay, yeah, people don't ask me questions. So let, let's just let's just go back. Um what is your earliest memory of having um, alternative gender thoughts? Or so, maybe just cross-dressing. I don't know. Was um, the first time you found some pantyhose or panties or whatever? I don't know. How did it start for you? Times, those two times are different times. Um, so I have quite okay. a large family. And we spent uh, a lot of time at my grand's house after my mom and dad divorced. Um and we played around there, me and my sister and quite a lot of my cousins. And, and we'd play the, the sort of games that, that, you know, normal, like knights and princesses or whatever. And I remember always thinking about wanting to be the princess and never getting to be the princess because there was always girls, uh, female cousins. There was females that lived mm. in the area as well that played with us. So that was the, the, the earliest memories. So I would have been between the ages of five and, and seven when when those type of things happened um, and, and, and also a little bit later. In terms of when I first wore female mm. clothing, um, I was probably about 10 or 11. And um, yeah, you know, the usual, it was panties. Um, and And... I don't think I wore what we call tights in Scotland, but, but in, in the States you call pantyhose. Um, that was later on. Um, and and remembering about almost getting caught and realising that there was a thrill there um, and there was excitement, um, but also that it was dangerous. Um, in the UK at that time, 
um, the UK government had um, created a law that meant that any sort of LGBT type chat wasn't allowed. Teachers were not allowed to talk about it. So if they knew that a pupil was gay, they couldn't even try and mm. help. You know, so it, it was a difficult time for that. So it was a big, huge secret. It was something, um, I guess, shame, etc. You know, we, we, we've probably all been there where we feel extreme shame, especially at the beginning. Why am I doing this? This doesn't, this isn't right, etc. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, putting them on mm-hmm. felt right. It felt good. It, it was really nice. Um, and and so, um, you know, we, we, I say we, I wanted to, to do that again and, and again and again and again. But I got smart. I made sure I was in the bathroom with the door locked and, and things like that or making sure that it was as soon as people had went out. Um, being in a single parent home my mum was out working my sister was a few years older than me so she was out a lot more than i was at at that time so i just waited mum was out sister was out me my sister wasn't going to come back for hours Mm. did you develop sorry yeah did did you develop like a photographic memory of where to put things um no i just back I just, I just had things under my mattress, to be honest, um, and and that actually led to a. Oh, a okay, waste. okay. So you uh, weren't putting waste. stuff back. Oh, oh no, I, I wasn't stealing theirs. I had, I had my own. Um, you know. Oh, okay. Um, my mum's much smaller. How'd you get your me. own? Um, I had pocket money. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're doing chores in the house because. Oh, okay, okay. All the time, you know, somebody had to do the hoovering, the dishes, actually cooking. So when by the time I was eleven years old, I was I was cooking dinners for me and my sister, because my mum worked until uh, quite late. Well, not late, but six or half six in the evening. So I I had to I had to cook the dinner because my Mm -hmm. sister's cooking is god awful, and if she'd been cooking, I wouldn't be here now. I just starved. <laughs> <laughs> if my sister ever see, hears this, Maggie, a show, uh, shout out to your sister's bad cooking. <laughs> she admits that she's not a great cook. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's important. Get better. Get better at cooking, Maggie. Well, she's still alive. You know, she's over fifty years old. She's managed, um, but you know. Yeah, her partner does most of the cooking mm-hmm. nowadays. She's made um, it this far. So, so yeah, so so I had my own things, and, and I had them under under my mattress and, and things like that, or deep in my cupboard. Um, eventually, moving things into um, boxes in, in the attic, in the loft, because it was always me that went up there. Um, anytime they wanted anything, I got sent up as... The youngest member of the, the household, um, so I thought, oh, this is a safe place. Yeah, that that that's. Um, <laughs> it turns out it wasn't such a safe space um, because one time when I wasn't about, they were up there and found my box, and I had a box, a proper box. This this was by the time I was maybe sixteen or seventeen, um, but I had a proper box of of dresses and heels and and all sorts, um, and and they found them. 
never said anything until about five years ago. Uh-oh. Uh, six years ago, something like that. And so I thought... Oh, five years ago? Yeah, that's that. Dang. My sister told me, and I was like, why the hell didn't you tell me before that? Oh, we wanted to wait and see whether you'd say anything. We thought maybe it was a phase, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, what? No, you need to ask people these things. I'm shit scared. That's why they were up there hiding. Um, But I do think my mum also found... um, It's like... um... Go on. No, I thought you were going to. I was going to say that was like my coworkers finding my Instagram stuff yeah. and not telling me. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like my my coworkers finding my yeah. stuff and they're not saying shit. And it's like, oh, it, we didn't feel like it was our place. And I f- maybe that's like a, a common thing. Yeah, I think I think it probably is. People expect us More to go and speak realize. to them about about these things, which I don't think they realize. <laughs> that that's really, really hard for us to do. And it's probably much easier for them to come to us. Um, I mean, what we, like, we could deny it. Like, there's always the, the, the chance, that, oh, yeah, that's not, I don't know what that's doing there um, or whatever. Um, but generally, you're, you're waiting for that. You're waiting for mm-hmm. somebody to come up and say, hey, by the way, uh, I found some high heels in the dress up in the loft, you know. Is that yours? Do you do you like doing that? I see. The problem is back then, you know, people weren't as open-minded. It wasn't such a thing. Um, but going back a few more years, um, I went on holiday. So I was, I think, fifteen. I went. My friend had moved down to London, or near London. So I went down in the summer to to visit him. And um, when I came back, my whole room had been redecorated. Now, I had stockings and pantyhose and pants mm-hmm. underneath my mattress. The bed was up against the wall, so it had to get moved. I was like, oh, fuck. Did they find my... Like, I mean, I'm thinking they must have found them because they moved the bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like... And nobody said anything to me. And nobody uh... has ever said anything. So, so, yeah, I think there was a few times where there's a really good chance that things were found. I mean... Mothers being mothers, come in and tidy up and and whatnot. Um, so so yeah. To be honest, we always think we hide things really really well, but in reality, I think probably quite often things get found, unless it literally is a place where you're the only person that has a key. Mm-hmm. There's always a chance. Um, so yeah, so you know. I, I stayed hidden. I didn't tell anybody at school. I didn't tell my friends. Um, I thought I was alone. You know, um, I didn't think anybody else was like that. I don't think anybody done that. And then you start noticing things. So back then it was always like Tory MP found with stockings and a call girl type thing, headlines. And they were sensationalized. And you think, oh, God, it's wrong. And, and that's where the problem with the shame comes from more than anything else, because you see that mm-hmm. and they're like, have they done this and they've done that? And and you think, oh, cripes. Or, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? Uh, and and then, at school, <laughs> and I think, I think it was my last year at school, just well, coming up to my last year at school, 
um, the librarian at school, he, he always wore a kilt. Now, um, obviously living in Scotland, lots of people wear kilts, but very rarely do people where I live wear them day in, day out. There are a few people, but not, not lots and lots. If you go further north, you probably see it more often. Mm-hmm. And the librarian always wore a kilt. Mm-hmm. And um, first day back after the summer vacation holidays, and they, they tell us, by the way, if you're going to the library, Mr. Mitchell is now Miss Mitchell. And I'm thinking, oh, you can do that. Oh. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, not allowed to talk about it. I can't even mm. talk to her about it because they are not allowed to their staff. They can't talk about it. It's mm-hmm. illegal. They will lose their job. They will mm-hmm. get put into prison. So it was like, fuck, you know, there's this this person. I, I, they're like me or I'm like them. And I can't even ask them questions. Um, so that was that was a bit weird. You know, anytime I went in, I tried mm-hmm. to, you know, not do anything or say anything and, and whatnot. But you hear all the other kids. And, of course, they're like, oh, Miss Mitchell's a freak. Miss Mitchell's this, Miss Mitchell's that. And, and you're like, they're calling me a freak. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, there's the shame. The shame comes in. Mm-hmm. And you, you hide even more, you know. Um, so fast forward a few years, um, I go to college and then I go to university. And I stayed at home. So I traveled to and from the university. It was only 25 miles away by train. So um, I didn't have a lot of money. So I stayed at home. Um, but it meant I got to the, 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 the town. So it was the University of Paisley. Um, it's the town of Paisley. And um, there were clothes shops. And so I would go in and I would buy dresses and, and things like that. Not try anything on, just buy them. And yeah, it's for my girl. You know, it's for my girlfriend. And the girl's probably like, no way, it's not for your girlfriend. We can tell. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Let me buy this. Let me buy this birthday card and this bat, this bag with it at the same time. So it looks like I'm buying a birthday present. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, my, my so original. My collection of clothes clothes grew a little bit, um, and and you know they were it was nice and it was good, mm-hmm. and still really really scared though and still didn't come out to anybody. Um, this was in the late nineties. Put things away. Would would stop wearing them for a few months. However, I've never purged, though. Um, I've never went. I'm not doing this anymore and throwing everything mm. away. I've maybe went. I'm putting them in the loft, or or whatever. But I've never actually got rid of things to to say I'm not doing this ever again. I have got rid of things, um, because they either didn't fit anymore, or or you know the style was something that I wouldn't ever wear anymore. Um, but yeah, I've never thrown anything out because I've said I'm not doing mm-hmm. this ever again. So I think maybe there there will be other people who go, yeah, that, mm-hmm. I, I understand that, I've done that, or, or rather, no, I've not done that. Um, but I know that a lot of people do perch. Um, mm-hmm. But things would hide, and the the wanting to dress wasn't always as as strong a feeling because things were busy, you know, doing exams at university, things like that. 
Um, so eventually I mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. finished university and got to work in the States. I worked at a summer camp um, in Washington, D.C. And so bought um, Victoria's Secret underwear <laughs> when I was in the States. Um, and that was a lot easier because it's like, I'm in America. And, and it was the first year I was there. And I thought, yeah, I'll probably never be back here. Um, so I wasn't too worried and um, bought, bought some underwear and um, ended up working there seven years in a row. <laughs> I don't think I ever went back to the Victoria's Secrets. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I still, I still had it. I didn't what was their secret? Victoria's Secret is it's a bloke. <laughs> You've heard the song. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't dress as much in that time because obviously I was in the states and I was, I was living in people's houses. So you know, there wasn't as much opportunity to do it then. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, during the time of that, I started working as a college lecturer had a little bit more money and bought my first um, mm -hmm. house. Well, it was, an, it was a flat, what we call a flat. You guys would probably call it an apartment. Um, and we're still going over to America in the summer. So my uncle lived across the road. Um, and, and I didn't mind him. He, he, he was nosy. So I knew that nothing would happen to my house. He was there. But one of the years, I decided to get one of my workmates um, to, to look after. And of course, they found my clothes. Didn't say anything to me. <laughs> You're just like, come of on. Of course. Why are they <laughs> snooping around? Well, they, they lived in the, the house for two months. They were looking after the house for two months. Uh, so. But yeah, I know it's kind of... Yeah, you know, oh, okay. It's, yeah. It's one of those things where you kind of like, yeah, why were you snooping around? But I also understand they were in the house for a while. Oh, what's in here? Hmm. Dresses, shoes, what, what's going on here? Um, what was? Yeah, where was your hiding place back then? So, well, I mean, it wasn't so much hide. Well, it was a hide. It was a box. I had a box. I had a two-bedroom apartment or flat. So my spare room I had a cupboard in it, a wardrobe in it, and there was a box, a wooden box that oh, I just okay, sat so... things on top of. My clothes sat in the wooden box. Um, it was probably four foot long, uh, three uh, foot wide, okay. you know, and a couple of foot high. So all my clothes could sit in there nice and neat and tidy um, and be out the way so that if my nephew came around like that, um, mm -hmm. he wouldn't find them um, because the things on top of the box were quite heavy. So my nephew wasn't, he was quite young. He wasn't going to be moving them. Um, so, yeah, again, you know, when I eventually came out to my friend, she's like, mm -hmm. yeah. I found your stuff when I was looking after your house. Would it be nice for you to say something? <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, so. Yeah, thanks for letting me know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where it is. But that's when I, at that time, that's when I started going out. Um, and sometimes it would just be like, yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to get a nice pair of boots on and a nice dress on and just walk along the path out to 
you know the main road area and then walk back i didn't i don't drive so i couldn't like drive somewhere else so i tried to make sure it was as late at night as possible mm. not during the weekend but during the week where there's less chance of somebody returning from the pub or something like that um so yeah that's that's where mm-hmm. it was and um just continued like that just going out um ended up going out to glasgow a couple of times with friends um as it wasn't sarah then um trying to remember what the name was i can't actually remember um but sarah's not the first female name that i chose it's a bit like yourself billy um where there was a previous name um but eventually sarah hit me and it felt right was it just was it just one no, there was, was, there was at least two. Thing. There was at least two. Um, I think Cassandra was one of them. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I also thought... Cassandra, bit, okay. Yeah, I'm a bit of a sub. Um, so I, I tried that a lot about BDSM and, and things like that and, and realised that I'm definitely submissive in, in the bedroom, but overall in a relationship or whatever, I'm not that submissive. Like, I'm not, I'm not in a being absolutely battered by paddles or anything like that, or um, by being forced mm-hmm. to, to do housework or, or something like that. It doesn't interest me. It's the wearing female clothes. So I kind of was, I wasn't unhappy who I am, but whenever I was out, eventually as Sarah, I, I realized that there was real euphoria like this proper happiness um, that I was able to be who I am um, and and so I tried to, to make that happen as, as often as I could I met, met a woman online mm-hmm. and I you know yeah, quite like her and I thought right and we, we started dating and, and she lived down in England and um, we, we, we would go and see each other visit. She would come up to Scotland. I'd go down there. And then I, I told her, you know, um, I like women's clothes. And, and she seemed okay with it. And she actually bought me a pair of boots for my birthday. And, and then mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. two months later, it was like, yeah, this isn't going to work out. Um, it, she was cheating on me, basically. She was seeing somebody else. And I was like, okay. Um, That sucks. You know, and I was like trying to find out what the reason for that was, you know. Was it the cross-dressing? As it was then, because it wasn't every day. Um, Or or was it something else? And and it was probably a mix of of distance and everything like that. And and then I met somebody else again online. Um, and again, they lived down in England. And we met because uh, she was up visiting a friend in Glasgow and was flying out from the airport that's mm-hmm. about eight miles from where I lived at the time. And so she was like, you know, could could I stay my flights really early in the morning? So rather than getting a taxi from Glasgow at 
three o'clock in the morning. Don't suppose I could stay at yours. I had a spare room. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And she stayed overnight, stayed in the, the spare room, um, thanked me in the morning, said bye to her. Um, and then we, we continued to message and she's like, oh, I really fancy you. Um, so we, we went on holiday. We went up to the Highlands, uh, up to Loch Ness, etc. And I'd already told her at this point I cross-dressed. So she actually brought mm. some clothes that I could wear and we, you know, it was it was quite nice and sexually oh. uh, good, you know, um, and and that was interesting. And so we we started seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually moved up here with her two kids, and um, eventually moved into my two bedroom flat with two kids. And that's actually why I'm living where I am now, because mm-hmm. the kids were quite young initially. As they got older, it was like they can't keep sharing a room. So we we done some work to the house um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we converted the attic into a bedroom and then me and her stayed up there. Kids each had a room downstairs and eventually she's like, no, the, the stairs are too steep for me. She had um, sciatica and so we tore it out and we started looking for a place to, to live mm. and eventually found this place. Um, the the view which I have shown people before I have a castle at the end of the road um, she fell in love with that so I bought the house um, all in my name so she she didn't put anything to it or anything like that I was paying the mortgage and and moved out of my hometown to to where I am now and it was probably 15 16 months later we split up. <laughs> So we, we lived we lived together for mm. about five years and and then we we moved to here. Um, I don't mind this house. As I say, I've got a beautiful view when I open the curtains, but I do miss my, my old place um, because I was near family. Um, I'm not so near them now. They're okay, still not miles and miles and miles away. But because I don't drive, it, they may as well be. Um, I'm only five miles away. Um, so it's it's I know from American distances mm, it's nothing, okay. but it's a pain in the ass to get there without a car. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. I know I'm that. driving that every day. Yeah, I I know you're driving more than that every day. That's nothing. <laughs> you're like five miles, fucking five miles. You're get crazy. a grip, woman. Crazy. Get a grip. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like I'm like walking that every day too. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> Did, did your cross-dressing have anything to, like, any, did they have any, your cross-dressing have anything to, um, like, issues with your your relationship? No, it didn't, actually. With her? Did that ever um, cause she, issues? She or? was really, really accepting. It was one of the things that was good about the relationship. Oh, okay. um, and and we, because she had the two kids, there wasn't as much opportunity. Um, but when they went down to stay with their dad, you know, that, that, that opportunity mm-hmm. did arise. Um the unfortunate thing was she had been married three times before, so had major trust issues, um, and eventually was like, I don't, she couldn't mm. trust me. She just, and that's what killed the relationship. In the end, it was just her lack of trust. Mm. Um, so, mm. you know, we, we split up, um, and I've had a few on and off relationships since then that genuinely do fail 
because of the cross-dressing. Um, one of them, it wasn't necessarily to do with the cross-dressing per se, um, but it was the, the, the woman, again, English, <laughs> um, she, she lived in the northeast of England and um, she, she just said she, could, she felt she couldn't, again, it was trust. She, she didn't trust that I wasn't going to go out at the weekends dressed up as, as Sarah and mm-hmm. hit on by people and things like that. So she couldn't trust that. Um, and so we, we, it was an amicable split, one of the few that was amicable, to be fair. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I guess mm-hmm. it is. And, and that's why when, when people ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'd like a relationship, but I need to, I need to be in the right place now for me. And I'm getting there. You know, I've I'm I'm on hormones now. I've been on hormones for um, about a, almost a year and a half now. Um, so um, mm-hmm. I legally changed my name um, in 2021, and and so I'm I'm getting there. And and then maybe I will. I don't know if I'll look, but um, and I know that I wouldn't say no to somebody because now I'm in a place where. I'm me, I'm not going to hide. Like, if they're dating, they're dating Sarah. They're not dating that other person's name. You know, they are they are dating Sarah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to have to hide. I don't want to hide anymore. Um, and and so that's that's been a good part of that. Um, actually, I, I said to my mum, let me think, nearly two years ago, so I, I, my mum was over for lunch one day with my sister. And my sister's like, just tell her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I will. And she's like, just tell her. And I'm like, I will. And my mum's like, what do you want to tell me? And I'm like, mum, I want to transition. Just tell her. And I did. Um, and she's Dang. like, yeah. And, and it turns out my stepsister who now lives in Spain, had told her, like, a few weeks before. And I was gutted, really gutted that she mm-hmm. did it. It was my news to give. But anyway, my mum my mom has been one of my fiercest supporters. Um, she's been amazing. She, um, She's like, I just don't understand why you didn't tell me sooner. And I said, well, if I told you back when I knew this is what I wanted, I can. I know exactly what your reaction would have been. And she goes, "What do you mean?" I goes, "Well, I was like 16, you know. I knew I wanted to be a woman at that age." And she's like, "Yeah, fair enough. But times have changed. Mm-hmm. Why? Why did you not tell me sooner? I wish you told me sooner." I said, "I was too scared to." And and she's like, "But but you know me." Mm-hmm. And I keep and and this happens all the time. It's like I just don't understand it. And I'm like, "Mum, it's quite easy." Parents have one of two reactions. They have the I love you no matter what or the get the fuck out my house. And I said, that's what I was scared of. You're you're getting on a wee bit, mum. You're a little mm-hmm. bit old. You know, I don't know how long you've got. Um, and I said, when I was doing counselling, because I've, I've been in counselling for, for this, um, there was a woman there who was getting towards having the... the um, SRS surgery and she was talking to me in the waiting room and we were talking about how she hadn't 
spoken to her mum in 10 years. And I was like, what if I don't have 10 years with my mum? Mm-hmm. Can I risk that? And that's what stopped me. So even when I went on to the, the waiting list, so the UK is a little bit different to um, the States where we have the NHS and there's a waiting list. I have been on the waiting list to see the psychologists, mm-hmm. psychiatrists at the Glasgow Clinic now for four years. When I first joined that list, they said it would be 18 months. COVID hit. They just slowed right down. They're, they're mm. lucky for taking one or two new people a week. Um, so at the moment, they're showing as being a year mm. away from from me. And I know it's going to be more than a year because they're not seeing, they're not clearing a month every month. So I went to my doctor once I changed my name and said, I want a bridging prescription if possible, or can I get to see an endocrinologist or, or something? And the, the doctor was like, okay, well, we, we'll have a look at this. And I said, look, I've got some information regarding bridging prescriptions. Can I send it to you? She's like, yes, I sent her all the information that I was going to hand her because um, it was supposed to be a face-to-face appointment. However, it ended up being a phone call because she had COVID. <laughs> so she got back to me. Mm. She's like, oh, apologies for of the delay. Course. I had COVID. And I'm like, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, and she goes, right, we'll get you in for bloods and then we'll give you a prescription. So that was really good. Uh, my my GP has been amazing. Every time I go to see her, she's like, have you heard from Sandyford, which is the Glasgow Clinic? And I'm like, nope, they're still on May 2021. They've been in May 2021 on their website since February or March last year. Um, so they haven't moved at all in a year. Um, and, and so mm. I'm one of the lucky ones because in Scotland, it's all to do with your GP in the practice. I have friends who can't get anything or, or they're, they've been on something, moved to somewhere else. And then the GP says, yeah, I'm not giving you this. And, and, and they have to fight or they have to go private or they have to go mm. to the grey market or, or whatever and, and get stuff. Um, and it, it's expensive to go private. Um, I mean, comparatively speaking, when you go mm-hmm. NHS, I get a prescription. It costs me nothing apart from having to go to the surgery every three, it was every three months. It's now every six months to get my bloods taken. That's my only cost, is going to the mm. surgery. Mm. Um, so I did have friends when COVID started who decided that were, they, they wanted to go private. So once the, the private clinics opened up their lists, they, they went and they, they paid the money. But even then, the, the private clinics eventually had to close their lists because so many people were doing that because they realized that the NHS mm. was just not going to be doing anything. So, so that happened. Um, but as I say, you know, I've been on my estrogen, and my patches because of my age. I'm 50 this year, so um, they don't allow um, tablets for anybody over 40 yet, generally, in the UK. Um, I don't get mm. progesterone because they will not prescribe that to male to female patients. Um, it's very rare that even females get it. Um, there has to be just reason. 
So that's something I may end up mm. going. I well, not privately for because I won't get. I won't even get it privately in the UK because they just won't do it. Um, so, but I know I can buy it in Europe. So mm-hmm. when I go to Spain in September um, with my friend, I will possibly try and see if I can get progesterone because you can get it over the counter in, in Spain. I just don't know how much it is, so I'm going to have to try and make those inquiries. Yeah, I think so. Even if it's just a year supply um, or, or whatever, um, it, would, it would be good to, to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's that's kind of the, a compressed <laughs> version of where it started, where it was, and, and where it is now. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there, there's more um, there's more questions. I'm sure for for people. Um, I just wish that. Um, I know Angie had lots of questions after the first um, chat we had, and uh, she seems to be silent now. Uh, when I asked her if she had any questions to send you, <laughs> she's like, "No, I've worked it out." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that." But but yeah, that's that's kind of where I am. And oh, Angie's full. She's full of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and obviously now I'm I'm Sarah everywhere. Um, occasionally get called my old name um, and correct people and usually that's enough um, my mum still accidentally says he mm. or him instead of she I generally don't correct her because it's not malice uh, in fact she's mm-hmm. always she's always telling me oh, I was down in mm-hmm. town and, and such and such was asking after how my boy and my girl was doing and I tell them I've got two girls now, and 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 if they don't like it, they can shove it up their arse. Mom's quite fierce when it comes to defending me, and she's only like four <laughs> foot. And like, that's her hanging up in my door there. See the, the minion. <laughs> mm, she's. That's she's, actually my mum. She's feisty. <laughs> she is very feisty. Um, I, uh, I see her. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to get on her bad side. Um, in fact, my mum gets lots of hugs from me, mm-hmm. generally to pin her arms so that she can't hit me because I'm mm. cheeky to her all the time. Um, but she, she she likes me being cheeky to her, I'm sure of it. She laughs. <laughs> but maybe she's only laughing because I pin her. Like, mm-hmm, I love mm-hmm. you, mum, and, and give her a huge hug. Have you had any, like... <laughs> Have have you had any like mother daughter moments with your mom? Um. So yeah, Does that makes few, any sense. We we went we went to see RuPaul Drag Race UK season three performance up in Glasgow. So we mm-hmm. we had we had the mother daughter moments. It was mother mm-hmm. daughters because my mum and my sister were there. Um, and and yeah, so we've, we've mm-hmm. had some yeah. Um. Not not tons, but yeah, we keep saying we're going to have to go shopping, and and then we never we haven't yet um, done that. Um, I think that could be quite an interesting experience to to do that. Um, well, you know what I'm going to say. Do it. <laughs> you should do it. Yeah, I, I know we should. Mm-hmm. Um, should it's just it. you know. There, there's not much shopping around where we live, so it, it would be up to the city. It would be up to Glasgow. Um, 
and, and make a day of it. Um, but my mum, she is old. Um, mm, okay. Well, she's 70, 75 this year. Uh, so, um, but her feet are pretty bad. She gets. Oh, that's not old. She, she doesn't get. She, if she's walking too far, my mum goes through like a million pairs of shoes. Like, seriously. Every time I see her, she's like, I've bought a new pair of shoes. And you're like, why? Mm. Um, and it's it's the top of her feet gets sore when she's walking. So she's trying to find the perfect pair of shoes. To, so it's not even the soles, it's mm-hmm. the top of her feet. I keep telling her I'll chop her feet off and then they won't be sore anymore. But for some reason, mm. she hasn't allowed me to do that yet. I, I don't know why. <laughs> 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 Mothers. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, maybe wear sandals. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Mothers Scotland. are mothers. It, it's cold. <laughs> we we get sandal weather oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. Duh. three days a year. <laughs> <laughs> and we've just had them. <laughs> we've already had Summer's over. <laughs> uh, it's still early. It's still early. I'm not thinking. Yeah, no. Um, it, well, that, that that kills that answer. But I, I have said to her, because me, her, and my nephew are, are off to Poland in five weeks, six weeks. Um, sorry, I was looking at my calendar. And um, I've said to her, she, she needs to start doing some walking because we're, we're going to go to Auschwitz, uh, Birkenau. And that has an awful lot of walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do, there's a salt mine near Krakow, which is where we're visiting. And again, there's a lot of walking. It's mostly downstairs uh, steps into the mine itself. Um, and we'll be walking around the city. Mm-hmm. So I've said to her, look, we, you, need to, you need to start doing walking. Okay. So um, I think I'll maybe suggest to her, how about we, we go up to Glasgow in a couple of weeks' time. So that she can be walking around the city, maybe do a shopping, and and then we can, you know, we can have lunch up there or something like that, and um, and see how she gets on, and, and then say mm-hmm, to her, "You mm-hmm. need to go walking more, Mum," because <laughs> I know she will. She'll she, she's going to be a nightmare. I'm glad my nephew's coming with me, because I'll just be like, "Right, there you go, go with your grandson. I'll see you later." Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of going. I just pick pick her up and carry her. She might be short, but she's nah. She's not that heavy, actually. I'll just give her to my nephew. My nephew can just throw her over his shoulder. Um, but I'm going. My I'm passport. I haven't. Do it. I haven't changed my name in my passport yet, and partly because I was going to Poland. Poland's LGBT rights aren't amazing, mm-hmm. so I'll be going. I'm, I'm not going to say. In male mode, because I'm not, I'm going to, all my clothes that I'm going to be wearing will be female clothes. They will just be um, toned down. I won't be the diva that I am. Uh, I won't be divaing up while I'm over there. Um, minimal makeup, mm. if any at all, um, while I'm there. And we'll kind of, we'll see how it goes when I'm there. I will take makeup, I will take nail polish. And, and if I feel that I can get away with it, I will, I will do it, I will wear it. Um, but um, I'm just very ultra aware. Mom's really, really sad about that actually, because she's like, oh, "I just wish that you could be you. 
Um, and I'm like, I'll still be me. I just won't mm-hmm. be wearing the things that make me feel ultra comfortable because of safety reasons. I'm with mm-hmm. you, mum, and I can't, I can't be the reason why something happens to her because I know that if somebody says something to me, she will mouth back mm-hmm. because she's mm-hmm. this fierce, mouthy wee shape. <laughs> um, and and so I can't have that. You know, she's where a fierce. Might, uh, yeah. mouthy mouth yeah if somebody attacks her because she's trying to defend me um, for being who I am that's not great and that would be on my conscience yeah and I'm just not I've just said to her like nope not happening while we're there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know this, this is how it will be um, so she does understand she just doesn't like it which is nice in a way because it, it shows how much she does support me as me um, however, as I say, she's old. <laughs> I don't know how long she'll be with us, and and I want her enjoy. I want her enjoy her holiday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and not be worried about oh those people are looking at us because. Well, I guess she sees. She see... She sees. Yeah, I mean, I guess she sees like all the negative stuff that that LGBT people have to do deal with when like travel or, or surviving in, in not so great areas. She, 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 she's getting to understand it now, you know, and, and it's really funny because she'll be like, Oh, I'm watching such and such a program in a television. She watches a lot of television. She's like, Oh, and they've got a trans actress on there or, and this program's got that. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Mum. I watch, I watch all the programs. All right, okay, mum. <laughs> She's it's it's beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful because it, it, all the things I was worried about didn't happen. Um, and and I think that's something that mm-hmm. that most of us need to understand that sometimes they do happen, but most of the time they don't. Um. When we went to Spain mm-hmm. last year to visit my stepsister, um, I was like, uh, I, I don't know what to, to wear. I don't know what to take. And initially it was going to be, again, going over in male clothes, per se, um, or at least male-looking clothes. Um, and then my, my stepsister was like, look, people are okay here. Um, wear what you feel comfortable in. So I got to go on holiday, Sarah. You know, and I had my swimming costume on because they have a pool, mm. a pool every day, because uh, the weather was extremely warm. It was forty Celsius, and um, for thirty-eight Celsius, it was it was pretty warm. Um, so we were in the pool because it was nice and cool. Um, and and I got to just be me, mm-hmm. and it was good. Um, so there are countries where it's fine, and there are countries where it's not fine. Um, Scotland is better than England, but unfortunately the UK government control things. Um, So last year, um, I was exceedingly happy in December because the Scottish government passed our gender recognition reform bill, um, where it would be easier for people like me to Mm -hmm. be able to get our birth certificate changed 
So you need a gender recognition certificate to do that. If you have one of them, you get your birth certificate changed. Scottish Parliament majority pass. Uh, I think it was 81 to 37 or something like that. So it was a, a huge win. And there was loads of celebrations. And then in January this year, um, the UK government, there was a what they call a Section 35, which is means that they can stop any law that's passed in Scotland from being ratified, from becoming law. Mm. They've never used it in all the time that Scotland has had a parliament until this year, and they've, they've used it. Um, of course. And, and that was a bit... It wasn't unexpected, unfortunately. Um, we know that the government we have are... They're not the best people when it comes to human rights. Never mind LGBT rights, human rights. And and so, yeah, that was a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Giselle actually kind of asked a question um, about, Sarah, are you Scottish? Um, and she'd heard about um, a person called Isla Bryson who had been convicted mm-hmm. of raping two women. And I actually sort of know Isla um, during the pandemic mm. to trans spaces online in Zoom. And there was usually a chat thing on a Wednesday and a movie or games night on a Saturday. And Isla, using a, another name prior to Isla, um, went to these. And mm-hmm. she was a bit problematic. She she was triggered a lot by all sorts of things. Um, but I'll say if somebody says they're trans or trans, and she said she was trans. So, you know, they, they continued to let her in until her behaviour got to a point where they were like, nope, you can't come anymore because all you're doing is causing problems. Um, and then I didn't hear for, about her for, year, uh, for about two mm. years. And then last year, she moved to a town five miles away from where I live. Um, it's actually a town where I go shopping. And one of my friends works there and met her and was like, oh, do you know Anila? And I'm like, no, I don't. And she goes, she's a young trans woman, blah, blah. Do you mind if I give her your number so you can get in touch with her? Because I just think she needs a bit of support. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. Get the number. And, you know, we, we have some messages. And... Um, and then she starts using voice recording on WhatsApp rather than typing. And I'm like, oh, I know who Isla is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this other person. Oh, this is going to be interesting. And so I kind, wow. of, I kind of pulled back a little bit. Um, and she was, she had this, mm. un- well, I'm not going to say unusual. She felt that a, a woman was this girly girl. So I was like, um. She's like, what are you doing today? I'm, I'm playing Xbox. Oh, what are you playing on Xbox? I was like, oh, FIFA. I, I don't think it was FIFA, but, you know, something like that. She's like, oh, that's not a game a girl should be playing. I'm like, nah, I'm pretty sure girls are allowed to play these games. And she was very much this, no, you have to be girly girl and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. So, and then eventually she was talking about, I am suing the NHS because they're taking so long. And I'm like, Fucking COVID, <laughs> you know, 
like everybody's waiting for everything in the NHS. Mm-hmm. They're under resourced because the government a bunch of um, and and whatnot. So I eventually was just like, yeah, I'm not chatting to her anymore. She's just crazy. Um, and I do think she mm-hmm. has health issues. And then mm-hmm. not long after the section thirty five hits the paper. One of my friend who knew her sent me a link. I'm like, oh my God. So she was convicted of raping two women, one in 2018 and one in 2019. Um, And then there was a huge hullabaloo Mm. in Scotland um, where, of course, all the anti-trans people were like, see, told you, trans people are fucking rapists. And you're like, it's one person. Um, They had put her, as per the guidelines from Mm -hmm. the Scottish government, she went into a women's prison before she was convicted. So they were like, she can't be in a women's prison. Now, what happens is they put them into whatever prison they are presenting as and put them basically into solitary confinement. So they're not in the general population. However, very quickly after that, Mm. they got moved to the male prison. Um, so the process completely failed because mm. of all the haranguing and, and people shouting and, and just being complete arseholes. Um, I think she probably should serve her sentence in, in a male prison because of what the crime was. But that was the way the process was supposed to work. They would determine whether she was a risk to the other inmates. The unfortunate thing is she goes to the male prison, she will be at risk. There's no doubt in that. She is going to be at risk. I don't know what they're doing with her Mm -hmm. uh, because I haven't seen anything. But that put trans rights back about 10 years in Scotland. That that happening. Um, And and Mm. it's going to be a bit of a fight. Um, And at the moment, the English, the UK government, I say the English, the UK government um, are in discussion with our um, Human Rights Commission, Equalities and Human Rights Commission, and they're trying to decide whether they want to make um, it known that sex, as per our Equality Act, is biological sex, which could absolutely cause mayhem in, in how trans rights go. Um, that, that was last week. Um, so, I am a little bit political. <laughs> I am a member of a union. Um, I'm actually an activist in the union and because I'm an equalities officer for my work and mm-hmm. with the union. And I am pretty lucky. I get to go to conferences. I get to speak to people. I get to gauge actual people's thoughts and reactions to what they really think about trans people because you can tell if you've got to somebody and start a conversation and go, hi, my name's Sarah and looking the way I look um, they know I'm trans and so you'll, you'll either see horror or there'll be a nice big smile <laughs> you know, the ones that show horror, you don't talk to them again <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or you try and change their mind, look, I'm just a normal person, well you shush <laughs> I can see what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're normal. Yeah, norm, 
normal. <laughs> um, but I think uh, you're normal. <laughs> but I think um, when I when Whatever I that people, is. when I speak to people, they they realise that I am the same as them. I'm I'm someone who cares about equality. Well, actually, I care about equity rather than equality. Um, because I I think the problem with equality is you um, you give everybody the same thing. So equality, say you want to say, mm-hmm. for my sake in the UK, or your sake in the state of California, the the government have decided that all school children are going to get a bicycle to help them keep fit. So that passes and everybody gets a bicycle, right? Mm-hmm. Can they all ride bicycles? Not everybody can ride a bicycle. There are some people who physically can't ride a bicycle because, no. because of a disability. So when you're doing equality, mm-hmm. you're not really giving everybody what they need. Now you give somebody who sits in a, mm-hmm. a wheelchair, for instance, a, one of these, you know, sort of, wheelchair bicycles that you see in say the Olympics, that's equality or equity. They're getting what they need. Everybody gets that little bit of what is required. Um so I'm all for equity rather than equality. Um and at the moment trans people, whether it's in the UK or certain states in the US, are just being hammered. Um I don't want to say that the reason it's happening in the UK is because of the US, that a lot of the money for the anti-trans organisations in the UK comes from the USA, comes from the Bible Belt areas. Um, um, we saw last week with the the Bud Light, is it Bud Light? Coors Light? Whichever one it was. The can, they gave a mm-hmm. case of cans to a Bud trans Light. person. And, mm-hmm. and you get Kid Rock fucking shooting these cans, and I saw um, one of the country stars has said that they won't be using it, and and you're just like, you see the comments, and and they're like, oh well done, thanks for standing up for women's rights, and you're like, what the fuck rights are you standing up for by not drinking an alcoholic beverage that has supported a trans person, you know? Um, it, it's we're, we're living mm-hmm, in crazy mm-hmm. now. Um, thank you know, and beer co- beer companies. Cool. I was gonna say beer companies. They sponsor like pride events and LGBTQ events all yep. the fucking time. Yep. Yeah. Of all course. the time. Yep. They but, sponsor all kinds of events. The thing is, though, everybody just... fucking drinks. Like it's, it's so stupid. You know what? And I am not. I am not going to go to that country concert now. Yeah, just because of that. I mean, this is not the thing. Like, you know, these people. Um, I think some of them do it just to try and make themselves seem or or get themselves back into the news again. Because you know, let's be serious. Kid Rock. When was the last time Kid Rock done anything of any sort of value? In terms of music, probably never for some people. <laughs> um, the late nineties. Yeah, exactly. And and late so late nineties, early two thousands. 
for for somebody like that to he's come a out cowboy say, baby yeah for somebody to come out and say that and and then and then you go right okay most kids won't have a fucking clue who he is you know they won't care it's it's mm-hmm. all they're doing is pandering to the people that true. are you know and and they're hope maybe they're hoping that they'll get a couple of concerts out i don't know Maybe he was down to his last million or something. I, I really have no clue why these people feel the need to to say something. Um, it, it's the same with pronouns. God, how many times do you have that argument with someone? Um, and, and with the argument with, well, not quite an argument, a discussion with someone um, who was English on another Discord server. And, and they're like, like, you're forcing these things onto us. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, and I gave them an example. I said, you know, Sarah, um, I was talking to Sarah. She is a swell person. I didn't use the word swell, but that was my example. And and I said, if you remove the pronoun, and they're like, mm-hmm. I just called them by their names. I said, well, then you're saying, I spoke to Sarah. Sarah is a swell person. It, it just no longer makes grammatical sense. You use the word she. They use the word he, they use the word they mm-hmm. in everyday language. No, 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 you got to use the name. And the person just was not for, for giving up. Um, and they actually... They I don't... Oh, my gosh. Cultural appropriation is what they, they likened it to. I was say, I don't... Uh, I don't you think know. people that, that say they use the name only, they don't fucking just use the name. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's it's baloney. crazy. Oh, they is not a singular word. Yes, it is. Who was at the door? Uh, it was just some person. They were selling blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You know, because um, you didn't get their name. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they were using cultural appropriation. So they said um, the, the examples they used were um, celebrating uh, Mayo de Cinco um, and wearing sombreros, which I didn't really get because. Is that cultural appropriation? You're wearing a sombrero. It's a hat. Um, and and then they, they said something about mm-hmm. um, suits, which I thought was a fucking brilliant example. Actually, they were like morning suits. They are. There's nothing more English than the morning suit. Yet most of the world wear them. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I was like, you know what's more English than the morning suit? I said. What's more English than the morning suit is them conquering the world and subjugating nations. And that shut them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. I don't think, what, what culture are we appropriating? We're not appropriating anything. We are saying we are women. Or we are saying we are men. You know, um, we're not mm-hmm. trying to take over. We're not trying to do anything else. Or some, or somewhere in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the people who I'm not—I'm not trying to to stop other women from being women or any of that stuff. You know, it's no, like, come on, not, none of us are. Um, I mean, you're like the problem as a trans person is you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you are a diva all the time and mm-hmm. wearing lots of makeup and lovely gorgeous dress and high heels all the time and, and talking about and uh, with your 
mega long extension nails and, and everything else. You're parodying women. Oh, women aren't like that. But if you dress the way I dress most of the time, which is usually female trousers and a t-shirt. In fact, I had my Rebel Scum t-shirt on earlier on. Um, more, and if more I go casual, out like that, more casual. Yeah, it's like you're not you're not a woman because you're not wearing a skirt, you're not wearing a dress, you're not doing this, you're not wearing heels, and it's like there's a woman there and she's wearing very similar to what I'm wearing. What are you do? What are you saying? Um, you know, I I wear these things because when I go mm-hmm. to work, that works for me. I'm very lucky that I'm not into having to wear a uniform like yourself. But I do wear trousers and t-shirts because at work when I'm in the office, mm-hmm. there might be a time during the day where I end up crawling around underneath desks and um, sorting PowerPoints or plugging something in or, or whatever. So I don't wear a dress because it's not a good idea. I don't want to get my dresses dirty. Those under those desks are horrible. They're, they're, I'm going to use the nice. It's not very practical there. for every. Yeah. The, under those desks is minging. Yeah, I mean, dresses aren't, they're not very practical. They're, they're not at all, you know. Um, not for everything. Those those desks are dusty. Um, Fun. Be- I love them. I love a dress. I mean, I am a diva. Um, I will wear a dress whenever I get the chance to. Mm-hmm. In fact, you are. Um, my. So I'm wearing, I'll be wearing a dress on Wednesday. My stepsister, one of my stepsisters rather, died two weeks ago. And the funeral is on Wednesday. So I'm going up to Perth and I will be wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. That will be my first formal occasion going anywhere as Sarah. And the good news is I get to get my second one mm-hmm. a couple of months later, where my sister is getting married. So I was like, oh, good day, I get to buy a new dress and a new hat. And she's like, oh, we're not dressing Happier up. Happier sister times. Yeah. She's like, oh, we're not dressing up. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm dressing up. Oh. <laughs> um, she's just going to the red shoe I office. am. Yeah. I yeah. am. I'm I'll be like, about y'all. I'm um, She's just doing it at registry. There's only going to be six of us there. Um, we're going out for a meal afterwards. Uh, uh, she's not even telling the rest of the family that she's doing it, and they'll just find out that she's no longer Miss Robertson, um, but Miss M- Mrs. Muir, um, which is our, our partner's name. Um, so, mm. um, yeah, it's uh, it's something to look forward to. And um, I was with them at the weekend, and they actually said, "Oh, they're they're going to dress up a little bit, not overly." But I'm like, I'll still be proper. I've just got to try and see if I can find a dress. That I really like, um, so I can wear it. Um, You'll be proper diva. I will be a diva, yes. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, well, I hope to see many, many pictures. There probably won't be very many because there's just the six of us. Um, and as I say, we're just going out for a meal afterwards, so um, there will oh, be you, some. I'm you sure. need to start taking more pictures. I I am so bad at taking pictures. I really am. I just I don't do it. Like I'd rather take pictures of things that are happening than pictures of me. Um, I don't love myself enough. That's the problem. Mm. Um, I don't love my body shape. 
Mm. Um, and, and How so, can we change that? Well, without major surgery, it's going to be really, really hard. <laughs> um, but I, I, it's something I need to work on. Um, I, I have started it where I'm not eating as much of the junk, which reminds me actually, because yesterday you asked what a orange twirl was, so I'm going to go and get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is an orange twirl? This is a cross ass podcast exclusive. What an orange twirl is. <laughs> it, that conversation just... was made on the Cross Yas Confidential Discord. If you want to join the Cross Yas Confidential Discord, go to the crossyaspodcast.com website and go to the right hand side. It's on the very bottom. There's a link to go to the Discord. You can also find a link to help support the podcast by uh, joining the Patreon or buying us a cup of coffee, Ko-Fi. Who knows what it is? It's coffee. So, orange twist. <laughs> twirl. Twirl. Orange twirl. It's just a chocolate bar. That's all it is, and it's orange-flavored chocolate. Oh, okay. So that is what an orange twirl is. Is that like the orange break chocolate slices? Orange chocolate slices? Have you had those? No. Yeah, we have them as well. The the Terry's chocolate orange. You gotta whack it. You gotta whack it in the bottom. Yeah. They're more Christmas. Yeah, yeah, those. They're more Christmas than Easter. But yeah. So Mm -hmm. this was in one of my Easter eggs. Oh, okay. So a twirl. Whack it. If you know what a Cadbury flake is, it's it's very similar to a flake, except for it's encased in a thin layer of chocolate, and you don't know what a flake is, so that fucking doesn't matter. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, our, no. our first break was sponsored by <laughs> Cadbury's Twirl. I know what Cadbury is. <laughs> I, know, I know Cadbury, but I don't know. I don't know right. flake. Ah dear. I know I know so Cadbury cream eggs. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. See cream eggs. Know, cream eggs used to be girl. I like the throw up taste. The the cream eggs used to only come out for Easter. So if you went looking for a cream egg in say mm-hmm. October, you wouldn't get one. Um in fact you still don't get them. Unless somebody has bought too no. many of them at Easter. So they're oh, they're now they have to... scream. They have scream eggs. Scream eggs. Nope. Um, and and Cadbury's do quite a lot. Um, so they do they scream eggs with green yolk. Yeah, nah, I've not seen them. <laughs> not by Cadbury's anyway. I think I think that's the thing. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> scream eggs. If they didn't do it, they're they fucked up. Oh yeah, they definitely had it. It had like green Cadbury Halloween scream eggs. Oh yeah, it's definitely a thing. I've not seen. They it. had green yolk, green goo instead of the yellow. Maybe it's an American thing. You know, it's Americans. We like things green. Let's see. I'm. I'm uh, doing. I'm also going to do. Sorry, sorry folks. We completely went off tangent here. Yeah. No, no scream eggs. If I do, I, the cream's gone green. Is what it says. <laughs> if I do a search for Cadbury scream eggs in the UK, it shows me results for Cadbury cream egg. It doesn't even show me anything. Mm, I changed it. It must be an American thing. Yeah. 
they're like, hey, let's, you know, let's sell some more. Let's put that that Easter bunny on the cover. We'll put a witch hat on them. And oh, no, good. hold on. I found I found a website that does them. Um, oh, can you buy them there? I'm 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 having a look just now. Uh, no, best before February twenty two. So even well, if I can buy Halloween. them, I don't think I don't think I'll be buying them. So you're you're better off buying like I mean Easter just happened, so I think you're you're probably better just buying cream eggs at this point if you can find them. And then just popping in some green um, food colors yesterday. So and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got some food coloring. Squirt yeah. some in there. It actually says they're not available now. They were on sale. Oh. oh, shit. I don't even know. Let's have a look and see what product it... Yeah, it seems like it's mostly American stuff. That makes sense. Must be American. Yeah. So we can mm-hmm. get, you know, us Americans, get, we like uh, things to be green. We can get American sweets and stuff, candy over here. God, some of that stuff looks so mm. nah. There are some American stuff I like, but um, yeah, yeah. They'll even get the the stars and stripes as a what the their logo package on the the website here. So it's definitely an American thing. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, if I ever see scream eggs, I will definitely buy some and send them to you. So. <laughs> Be on the lookout for scream eggs in the future. <laughs> It'll just take three months to get there. It'll take three months for me to send it. <laughs> you buy it, and it'll, by the time you send it, it'll be out of date again. <laughs> I don't know. I got I got the mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. the, the oh. postcards. Update from the f- yeah update from your first episode. Uh, you did finally get the paintings and the postcards. Yes, they are eventually on the wall. I can I can touch one just now, so they're both just up here on my wall beside where I work. Mm, so fancy. Yeah. I don't know if the oh. the web camera no. The cable's caught in something. Nah. Uh, yeah, you can see them there. Nah, nah, we're going to get sick. Ugh. Oh, there they are. Yeah, They are there. You see all the great detail. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 it was really nice. It was really cool. When, when I got them, I also got them um, from Tommy. I got a cheese head from um, her. Mm. Oh, okay. So you did get the cheese head eventually. I got it before I got the the the, the pictures, like at least at least a month before. Oh, not surprising. <laughs> not surprising. You know, your pictures are only one of a kind. You know. Well, you know that's They're probably that's... already painted. <laughs> yeah. And I see there's That's there's the point. ghost the point. No ghost egg as well. I wonder what the difference is between the ghost mm. egg. And the... To have a white yolk. I don't know. Tesco's do them though in the UK. Oh, so maybe it's white it. chocolate or white creme. 
The gooey white one, didn't you? Yeah. Just absolutely. Ghost eggs. All I'm getting is people creating, um, they're making boiled eggs and then cutting out holes for eyes and a mouth. So you see the yolk. So it's like a jack-o'-lantern, but for an egg. Okay. That seems interesting. Weird. (laughs) How did we go into this topic again? (laughs) I didn't know people did that. I don't know. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get back on to some sort of track here. eh? Um... Is there anything else you want to ask me? Or actually, is there anything you want to ask me? So it's been... Um... Um... Oh my gosh, I should. I should have had stuff repaired because I've known about this for like three days. But I don't. Um, What's been... How... Sorry, I'm trying to think of this off the top of my head. (laughs) How or, or... At what point did you did you realize that you were trans and not crossdresser? So it probably was always there, but when I finally sort of made that decision that a I was going to transition and and b that that's that's what I wanted to be known as was probably only twenty sixteen. Um, I went. I went to counselling at the, the Sandiford mm. Clinic, so the, the gender clinic in Glasgow. And that's where I learned about my four mm-hmm. blocks that we discussed in my first interview. Um, but at that point, I knew, I, I kind of mm-hmm. already knew that I was trans. Because I said, I knew from way before then that I wanted to be a woman. I, I wasn't, wasn't I wanted to be a woman, I was a woman. I just wasn't in the right body. Um, and mm-hmm. so 2016, after the counselling, probably even after the first counselling session, um, where the counsellor at the end of the, the session said, if, if I had a magic wand and you could leave this office as anybody, who would you leave it as? And I said, Sarah. I didn't even blink. I said, Sarah, straight away. And and that's when I realised that I mm-hmm. was trans. That, that was who who I am meant to be, who I am. Um, and at that time, I could have joined the the waiting list to, to see the gender specialist, but I had my four blocks, so I didn't. Um, mm-hmm. I waited um, three years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, it's meant that it's put a huge major delay on things being where they need to be. However, I do need to, if I want to get any operations, I will need to lose weight. So the delay is maybe a good thing in a way. Mm. Um, but it will also mean that I will be. Do you ever, do you ever regret? 
I could say yes. Sorry, the, you know, there's a little bit of delay with the audio. Um, but do you <laughs> do you, do you have any regrets with like not not moving forward sooner? Of course, I have regrets. Um, because I think, you know, had I moved forward sooner, I would maybe be in that system properly, and and moving towards where I needed to. Mm-hmm. seriously say right i need to lose this weight it's not a case of yeah i've got some time in my hands i i would have done it however it wasn't the right time for me so i don't regret it at the same time mm-hmm. uh, I, life happens for whatever reasons mm-hmm. you make decisions based on the information you have at the time what does regret give you Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what? What does it actually do? It doesn't do anything positive. So I I try to not regret things wherever I can. Mm-hmm. I think back and say, yeah, I wish I had done it then. Um, but there's lots of things where I say that, not just things like this, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. But I'm maybe in a better place myself mentally. I'm maybe in a better place with my work um, because mm-hmm. back then I, I was new to the company that I work for. Um, it was the first year I was there. So had I gone on to the, the, the course, yeah, maybe it would have been good. and it, But it would have forced me to transition at work a whole lot quicker than I was doing. Um, I took so many baby steps mm-hmm. at work um mm-hmm. at work the the steps were i started wearing a nail polish and it was called sugar crystal now it was a in the bottle it looked pink when you put it on your nails it looked clear but it had little bits of glitter through it and so i would wear that mm. nobody said a word oh, i got one of those without the glitter yeah um, I believe I should have it in here. Oh, you still got it. You still got it, I'm assuming. Um, yep, there we go. Oh, man, you're way more organized than me. You got the Hot <laughs> Wheels box for, for nail polish. The tackle box. This is one of my nail polish boxes. Mine are all spread apart. But this is This is Sugar Crystal. I say it looks mm, pink. I get one of those. Yeah, but when you put it on, it's it's very very clear. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't look like you're wearing. Well, if the sun catches it, you'll catch the glitter. So people do see it, and and some people did see mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. didn't see anything. Um, so that's what I started with, and then I got my brows done. Um, and I got eyelash lift. And started wearing very neutral coloured eyeshadow. And again, nobody said anything. So eventually, my eyeshadow became a bit bolder. My nail colour became bolder. And I started wearing nail colour like this. And um, I would then start wearing lipstick and mascara and highlighter. And, um, you know... Pre-COVID, I was I was at a point where 
I was no longer wearing male trousers apart from a Friday in the office because I was going on to scouts. I didn't wear any makeup those days as well. And, mm-hmm. and every other day it was it was female trousers. Still t-shirts, just normal t-shirts that I would wear, my Star Wars t-shirts and things like that. Um, but I was preparing the next step and I'd bought blouses and things like that. I was like, I'm going to start wearing blouses to work. Um, and COVID hit, and so it didn't matter what I wore to work because I wasn't in the office. Um, and and that mm-hmm. gave me the chance mm-hmm. to to sort of speak to people and, and do things. And I would attend meetings without the camera on, and I'd be all glammed up and a beautiful dress on, and that felt great. <laughs> you know, and that that's probably what COVID as much as there was so much shite that came out of COVID, that was one of the good things that came out of COVID because it allowed me to do it with no pressure whatsoever. Mm. I didn't have to worry about people on the bus or anything like that for me going up to the office every day. And I didn't have to worry about people, well, what, what's that guy wearing? You know, and, and when I came out at work, um, again, it was, I said to people knew because I'm, I'm chair of the LGBT network at work. So lots of people did know. I, I didn't hide it as a secret and mm-hmm. I did speak to people about it. But the majority of people who didn't see me on a day-to-day basis wouldn't have had a clue. And so I said to my boss at the big September 2021, I, I, I said to my boss, I said, can I speak mm-hmm. to you? And he's like, oh, no. Like, he was panicking. He's like, yeah, okay. Because I was being dead serious. And I said, look, um, I'm trans. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to be changing my name next month. Um, he's like, oh, oh, uh, I'll still make mistakes. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's okay. I, I don't mind, as long as it's not malicious. It's like, okay. He goes, so how are we going to do it? I goes, well, we've got to speak to HR first. And then we'll speak to the team. So he contacted HR. The process is I speak to him. He then contacts HR. HR contacted me and then we had a conversation and I explained what was going to happen. And and the, the HR person was like, right, is, is there any questions that, that you want to ask me? So I went with the, the most obvious one. Yeah, toilets. <laughs> what toilet should I use? And of course, his face was like, mm. it was like deer in headlights. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a clue. Um, and I said, so should I uh, use the ones mm-hmm. that the law mm-hmm. allow me to use? He's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's a good idea. Let's just do that. My work didn't have a transition in at work policy. Um, so I was telling them mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. needed to be done, basically. I don't think a lot do. Um, yeah. Since then, mm-hmm. we have a transition at work policy in the making. It should be released later this year. And I've had a big hand in it um, where the person who wrote it came and spoke to myself mm-hmm. and okay, other good, people good, within good. our network. Um, it's called the Rainbow Network. And and so we've had a lot of input. And any time it's went to anywhere else where they've wanted changes, they come to me and the deputy chair of the Rainbow Network and say, what do you think of these changes? 
And I'll say, well, I don't understand why we need those, but yeah, they're, they're not objectifyingly bad. So yeah, we can do that. Um, so HR knew, mm -hmm. and then I, I told some first line service desks. I told the first line people, um, and one of them knew already because I'd spoken to her, and um, but the others possibly didn't know. And then um, I told the rest of the team, so the second line people, the, the engineers in the team, and um, but one of them wasn't there. So this was a Friday, so the following Monday, um, I messaged them in Teams and I said, hey, Phil, have you got, have you got a minute? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I, I phoned him and I said, look, I, you weren't in on Friday, you were on holiday. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that um, I, I've told the, the rest of the team that, that I'm trans and that I'm changing my name. He's like, yeah, I knew you were trans. So my baby steps had worked. They'd done what they needed to do. People were seeing me as a woman or, or as not a guy um, and mm -hmm. knew that I was tran trans. Um, and trans that's what I was aiming yeah. um, So then we we told our head of service um, and we had a directorate meeting a few weeks later and he said, look, you know, do you want to do it at that meeting? I said, yeah. And, and then we had a directorate meeting on the Friday. And this was the Friday before my birthday, which is when I was changing my name. So on the Tuesday, I told the direct uh, the, the service mm -hmm. area. Um, so there was maybe about 60 or so people there. And then on the Friday, I was going to be telling the directorate. And the, the head of service was like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, yeah. You know, he's like, look, I, I'm still happy to, to say to people if, if you want. And I'm like, no, nah, I'll be fine. So, of course... I go on and there's like 120 or so people there. Um, and of course, they're like, yeah, my old name has uh, something to tell everybody. So of course, I'm the spotlight. Um, and, and I just was like, look, I'm, I'm trans. And on Monday, I legally changed my name. I'm on holiday for a week. So when I come back, I'm going to be Sarah. And that's who I will be legally. So I'd appreciate if, if that's what you call me. Everybody works been brilliant. Mm -hmm. Most mm -hmm. um, a few weeks that's ago, mostly um, a QR. Well, a few weeks ago, a QR sticker was placed in the women's toilets on one of the floors, not the floor that I work on. And it was for a movie called Adult mm -hmm. Human, Human Female which is a gender critical movie about trans people. Um, thankfully, it was two people who are in the union that saw, mm -hmm. saw it and reported it. Um, and I spoke to them because I just heard that there was vandalism. Um, and actually, later this week, the person who put out the notice to say to people that there shouldn't be any vandalism, I'm actually going to be speaking to them because... I don't think it should have been put as vandalism. I think it should have been put as what it was, which was hate speech. Um, and we're going to tell her that. Because it it's made me a little bit uncomfortable about going. Mm -hmm. um, although the, we don't own the building, so technically the toilets aren't under my works jurisdiction. Um, it's the, the, the landlord. I, I asked and was told that it mm -hmm. only happened on that floor. So at first I thought if it was on all the floors... 
there's a good chance it's just somebody who's come in off the street, saw me going into the building probably, and went, I'm going to go and put stickers in there and then put stickers in all the toilets. It was only on one toilet. It was only on one floor. So my theory is that it's someday in the office. But mm-hmm. I have no way of proving that. And it, it has made me a little bit uncomfortable about helping. But what I have said to people is, if I ever find out who it is, because I'm first-line service desk, if they put tickets in, I will take them. And they will have to deal with me. Um, and that will happen if I ever find mm. out who it was. Um, although I would hope that my HR team would maybe make an example mm. of them as well. But there's a possibility that won't happen. Um, but most of the people, and I do mean most, 99.9% of the people um, call me Sarah. Some of them call me Doll, <laughs> which is a Scottish um, term of endearment for females. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, mm-hmm. my work had been great. Um, mm-hmm. I told the directorate straight after that, I put on, uh, we use Yammer. I put something on Yammer and said, if people want to talk about it, they can come to me uh, and and talk about it. And so far, nobody has. It's it's quite despondent that people haven't actually wanted to learn more. Mm. But it might just be that they feel, as with most people, it doesn't affect them. So what does it matter? Um, is how I almost think it, it, it seems to mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, um, my bosses have been great. My workmates have been great. Um, we had four new people starting my team last year. So they only know me as Sarah. Yeah, they could probably find my old name in, in the system. Um, or if they accidentally hear somebody using it. <laughs> um, but they still only see me as Sarah, which is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, um, One funny story was... Um, somebody who actually was joining the Rainbow Network um, had an issue and they had a ticket and so I grabbed it and I was like I'll, I'll deal with it so I was like hey can I can I phone you and they're like yeah sure so I phoned them and of course I went hey and their name's Brinley I'm like hey Brinley how you doing and like you're not Sarah <laughs> and I'm like I can rest assure you I am Sarah and they're like I goes I'm trans and they're like Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really funny um, because they didn't know me, they, so they didn't have any idea what my voice was like or anything like that. Um, and and you know, it, they're a really, really nice mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're probably non-binary. I don't know for certain, um, but they're definitely more more fluid um, than than others. Um, we actually had a, another new person join recently, mm. and I had a chat with them two or three weeks ago and they're from California um, and they oh, they, helped, wow. they helped set up a charity um, I can't remember the name of it though and, and they, they were telling me about some of the things they'd done um, and one of them was you know getting people LGBT people into a room talking about abuse and things like that and having a big star in a next-door room behind a one-way mirror um, and, and um, you know, listening and then mm-hmm. coming out. And it was people who had experienced a similar thing. 
Um, and, it, and it sounds amazing. And I'm like, oh, maybe we could get some of these people that you've got contacts with to come over to Scotland sometime <laughs> um, and, and join in one of our pride parades or something, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, so, so yeah, um, yeah I thought for it was sure. pretty cool when, when, when he told me that. He goes, oh, I'm from Cali. I'm ah, oh, I know people from Cali. <laughs> um, so it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um, work work has been That's cool. Work has been good. Um, daily life, family wise, yeah. I've got one cousin who I'm not sure about. He was in the army and he's a bit of a dickhead, so I don't care. <laughs> um, and I don't have any contact with that. I actually mm. him on Facebook mm, years okay. ago because <laughs> um, he's just an absolute arse. Um, Mm. He, he always thinks he's right, and it doesn't matter what you say. Oh, yeah. he's, he's You're starting like, to catch up on those words now. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so so that's where I'm at. Any other questions? Um, no, no. My brain's not full of questions right now. I'm right. sorry. That's okay. I'm going to ask you one then. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I do. So <laughs> ask me questions, please. For, for, for those of us that are up to date on on the podcast, you had your your chat with your work colleagues, uh, and I loved the chat. It was really really good. Your your workmates seemed mm-hmm. like really cool people to get to know. I'd love to meet them sometime, um, but. In in general, though, how how have things been at your work? I know you deal with a lot of external customers. I'm I'm really lucky. My customers are the people who work for my company, so there is some control over that. But how how has it been for you? You know, obviously the uniform it's very much a, a masculine uniform. But how how has that been since we last heard? It's um kind of rough, kind of rough. Um, even after going through all of the the fears and scary shit of coming out of work, um, a lot of people at work are fairly well. Some a good amount of people at work are fairly good with with she, her, and I mean everyone calls me Billy anyway. They've always called me Billy. Not much change there. I. I like Billy, and I purposely did that just yeah. for that too. You know, just yeah. I don't know. I like it, so it works. I don't give a fuck. Um, so I kind of give everyone easy mode, but I know there's been a few instances where people at work. I mean, everyone at work does like the "Hey man, thanks man, hey sir," yeah, or "Thanks sir, that. thank you sir." Like it's always that shit, like over the phone, which. I understand because I work with like all good, all dudes. Like it's not shocking to me and it's, yeah. And it doesn't usually bother me because I, I, I understand that it's kind of a term of endearment in a bit, in a way for the most part, like it's usually like showing gratitude. It's not always like being very thoughtful in the whole thing and the whole grand scheme of things. But a few of the people have, referred to me as, as, you know, thanks man or hey man or whatever. And then they like 10 minutes later, they'll call me on the phone and they're like, Hey, I just wanted to apologize. I'm, I'm really, really sorry. I didn't want to offend you or, or any of that stuff. So that, that's really cool when that happens. Um, 
I'm usually not offended so yeah. much when that happens, when that scenario. Um, and then you mentioned about like being misgendered, like by customers and stuff. So, cause I'm, I'm, I'm out alone a lot work and I yeah. go to a lot of different places. Like sometimes I go to a different place every, every day, every, sometimes multiple places in a day and I meet different people every fucking time. And, and my, the lady at work that, that does all the scheduling, she refers to me as she, her, when she emails people and says, Billy will be out there. She'll be there, you know, on Tuesday and she'll try to get done, blah, 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 by then or whatever. Um, but whenever I go to most jobs, it's still, you know, it's still very much on a site basis or vis- um, what they can see visual, visual basis. And since all the coming out, almost every like 99.9% of my customers, it's, it's he, him, sir, sorry, with everybody. And it, it's, it's becoming difficult, more and more difficult. Um, I, I, sometimes I can deal with it just cause like, it's like, I'm just going to see this person this one time. So it's whatever who fucking cares, but it, it's, it's definitely hard. And it, it's, I've had one, one instance recently where I was at that, that temple, the Jewish temple I was working at for a, a long time. And, and my contact, I'd already been working there for like a month. And my contact comes up to me kind of randomly one day and he says, he's like, you know, you need to talk to your, your person who does all your scheduling. Cause she keeps, you know, she keeps referring to you as she and her. And like, you know, that fucking put me in kind of a difficult spot where I'm like, do I just like let it go and not deal with it? Or do I like own up to it? So I kind of hesitantly opened, you know, just owned up to it and said, yeah, she's right. And the guy's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't know how to respond. Um, the next day he did like apologize and, you know, all that stuff. But it just, I don't know. It kind of felt dis- just disgenuine in that scenario. I would imagine but it's that. hard. It's really hard. And I, it's just, it gets increasingly more and more difficult. Yeah, especially since like in my personal life, not work life, I'm Billy with an IE in my personal life. Like I. Yeah, I I try to explain how hard this is to for me to a lot of people and they just don't understand. Yeah. And of course, your your work email address is still Billy with the like what you're not Billy IE at work. And it's like. Yeah. With a Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, oh, and even, you know, even though I had my, my big coming out video for the entire company. Oh, I had my, my big coming out video for the entire company and that was fucking scary as shit. And the, apparently a lot of people were clapping and whatever, hooting and hollering throughout all the different branches from my understanding. But, you know, when I talked to people on the phone, or through email, it's still, even in my company, it's still very much he, him, sir, or still spelling my name wrong, even. And it's like, yeah, 
And it's I, hard. I think, it's rough. It's getting tougher. And I think part partly, you know, with the fact that you're not, um, you're you're not getting your email address changed and things like that. I was really lucky. Um, my email address got changed actually before I legally changed my name, because the person who was in control of mm. that was somebody who I was friends with. So they were like, right, I want you to be here when I do it so mm. that I can spell your surname correctly. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem, dude. Um, but yeah, I think for you, <laughs> the fact that it's external customers must be really hard because it must be harder to try and correct somebody because obviously a lot of companies where it's like the customer's always right, all that sort of thing, you know, you've got to do the, what's best for the customer and 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 whatnot so you know being in, in a customer focused customer service type role you know you're not supposed to contradict them so when they're calling you sir or he or him like what happened with the the person at the the synagogue it, there's almost an internal battle i guess would that be right mm-hmm yeah, you know. yeah. Because it's like, do I, do I just own up to her or deal with it? Um, it's like most of my customers, I, I see one time. Like I'll see them for the day or maybe two days, and then I don't see them ever again. So it's it to me. It, most of the time, it's it's fairly easy for me just to ignore it and not deal with it. But if it's a recurring customer that I'm dealing with just constantly, 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 it's fucking hard. Even yeah. after coming out or whatever at the temple, like it was still there was still some he him and that awkward shit. I mean, I I still get it. And you know, I also like because I'm out and about all the time. Like I have issues using the women's room in my personal life. Um, I end up using the men's room when I'm at work just because you know I'm I'm thinking of like. What's going to happen? I'm going to go to the fucking ladies room. And I'm going to look like a fucking dude because I'm a uniform or whatever. And then they're going to call the company about this shit. Yeah. Or I mean, whatever. And it's like a lot of times it just doesn't feel worth it. To me, that's something that, that you're working. I mean, it is worth it, but it doesn't feel worth it. Yeah. To, to me, it's it's something that your work maybe have to do better in their communications. Um. I know that you really don't want people to go, hey, Billy's trans, blah, blah, blah. But maybe that's something that that has to be done a little bit, where they say, by the way, when Billy's on your site, mm-hmm. um, they're going to use the female toilets because they are female, they are a woman. They may not look like one to you because they're in our mm-hmm. uniform, which is very male-centric, however. And, and then... But that's a really hard one to kind of judge because if you're emailing people, you don't know what their attitude towards it is. And, and as much as you're in California, mm-hmm. um, as with many places, not just in America, but just all over the world, you don't know whether you're going to be dealing with a raging bigot or not. Um, and and that's one thing your your company... Oh, yeah, and, you know, the, the areas that I work in too, they're not... The areas I work in aren't typically super liberal either. Yeah. So 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 there so you go. It's yeah, not always that, the most that's a problem in friendly itself. environments. 
that I'm going yeah. into. You know, and, and I don't know what we've, we've seen your messages. On I mean, even, the, on even the, at my office, like I don't, I don't use the women's restroom. But you should. Do like it. I'll use the, the gender neutral restroom. Okay. At least there's an option. that's not the men's. I'll, I'll, I'll let you off with that one. Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely stuck to no bathroom at the very least when I'm at the office, but they don't like me at the office, so Yeah. I think I think maybe. Um start start well, using anyway, we're No 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We've got twelve minutes left. Yeah. Start using the women's toilets in the office. And that way you get used to doing it in an office environment. And you know what? If you then go to a site and you use the women's mm. and they contact the company, the company they can say, yeah, Billy uses the women's toilets here as well. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I'm trying anyway. to get through it. I'm trying to get through it. This podcast has been sponsored it's by Cadbury's really Twirl. I feel for anybody who's going through any. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not brought. It's not brought to you by Cadbury Twirl. If they no. want to give me money, then yes, it can be brought to, <laughs> to you by Cadbury Twirl. If anything, this podcast is brought to you by viewers like you or listeners like you who help support the podcast through the Patreon or the Coffee Ko-Fi. Um, or also even moral support on the Cross Yas Confidential Discord. It's free. You don't have to pay anything for it. All you have and to do is some join. People on the maybe Discord. participate. That's cool. Well, mm-hmm. Ellie. Mm-hmm. But if you, you would like to help support the podcast and help bring this out to, to listeners and viewers like you, please come on the Cross Yas uh, Patreon, where you have lots of exclusive content and. Most of it's pretty dirty. Uh, what do you mean most of it? All of it is pretty dirty. All fun. Yeah, all of it is. All of it is. <laughs> Except like one episode where I got too serious. So anyway. That's okay. It's okay to have one serious in there. Um, yeah. Well, Billy, thank you for giving me the opportunity to um, speak with you again. Um, hopefully people aren't too Thank bored you. with of this. Of course, thanks again for, for coming back on. It, it's not as funny or as much fun as, as the first one. But, um, you know, I love you all. Um, apart from that, Gigi, she just needs to be silenced. Oh, yeah, Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> you're the bully. You're the You're the muscle. <laughs> I send you to okay. go through the time. I am, I am muscle. I have no muscle. What no, no, and, and I, I want you to know that. Um, I just want you to know um, that Sarah, I really, I really appreciate everything that you do is you know for the podcast and and all of our conversations. I really appreciate all of them, and I, I love you, and I, and I really. I wish you all the best, and I, and I, I, I can't thank you enough. Well, I'm gonna, I'm going to come back with you with that, and and say, 
exactly the same thing. Without without you, um, at the moment, the podcast would be nothing. So I appreciate what you do and the chats that we have. I mean, we haven't had a, a seven-hour chat in a while, um, going around thrift stores and, and showing me dresses. And oh, no, we're all. due, we're due. <laughs> so we, we must be due one soon. Um, I, I really enjoy the chats. I, oh, I, I love do. you as well. And 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 it it gets to me when I know that your your work you're struggling at work and and we just need to find you a, a new job. I have a spare bedroom here. You're more than welcome to come and live here, but we're going to have to get you a job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might I might now, take you up on that. You know I might have to marry you though to, to allow you to stay in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> mm, anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, the price you pay. The yeah. Price you pay. <laughs> well, cool. anyway. Thanks again, Sarah, for for coming back on and, and elaborating you. a bit more on on some of your your life experiences and and I know we'll have you on the podcast again. Um, just like everyone else that wants to come back on and say more stuff. I'm so bad at asking questions. That's- I. I'm bad at preparing questions. I'm okay <laughs> usually with like on yeah. the fly. When you have I'm them, you're fine. It's a busy day. I have to go to. I, yeah, I have to go to my um, third. I think it's my third follow-up appointment for hormones today. So that's exciting. Yay! I'm hoping, really, really hoping that my my estradiol goes up like at least half a tablet, so I don't have to break them in half. I hate doing that, but. I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. Yeah, well, I'm of, excited a lot of for you as well. Happened since June. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you know you have my support and my love. You have mine as well. And if thank you, thank you. And if you relate to Sarah's story, uh, why don't you share this podcast with other people? Because maybe their her story will help other people along with their journeys or some of the other episodes share the podcast get it out there please let other people know that it's there don't hold don't sit on it and just like be stingy like let other people hear it let them know let them know that they're not alone by hearing voices so anyway that's that's all i got join the patreon Bye. Bye. Yes. Join the Patreon. Bye. Bye, Sarah. (laughs) Hey, uh, just a quick reminder. I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story, have others come on the podcast to share their story, to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.